Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. It's the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. This is Kyle, your co-host. First off, I just wanted to mention that we are recording here live on video. Fireworks, fireworks. So go check us out on the YouTube. We are actually on video. You can see us uh, make our stupid faces, laugh at our own jokes in person. So we wanted to open up a new dimension to our viewers. Go check us out on there. Make fun of us on there. Comment on all of our videos, please. Eric. I'm excited today. I see that. Kyle's Give me super a random excited. Tangent. I have some tangents. Hopefully it doesn't take too much time. One, if you're going out disc golfing, rather it be with friends, tournament, casual round, skins match, whatever. Any any other way. Leagues, have fun. Just have fun first. You're disc golfing. That's that's rule number one? Yeah. All right, and that's tangent number one. Just be in a, be in a good mood. Have fun. Tangent number two. Because, like, the worst case scenario, at least you're still disc golfing. Like, yeah. you could be ten over, but you're still disc golfing. Till you lose a disc, then then all all positive attitudes are possibly out the window. Tangent number two. I want to bring up how hard it was for Kyle to pick my walk up songs last week. Because I already have a new pump-up music <laughs> from last oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah, gotcha. so I'm already listening to pretty much only Clutch right before Rounds, which switched from Hives of last week. So, so yeah. it, was an impossible, it was an impossible job is what you're yeah. saying. And he did great. So was, like Those are all songs that I would love to have. Well, thanks, man. I, so, I mean, right back at you. I thought you did great, too. My job was easy, though. True, because like... <laughs> All I listen to is the same music over and over again. Yeah. My switch is obviously about once every week or two at the most. Lasts right. about two weeks at the most. Is that it? That's what you got? That's all the tangents? I have another tangent, but it kind of fits in with the topic, so I'll just fit it in with the topic. Got a wonderful episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about the Masters Cup at De La Viega. Kyle's kicking my ass in fire rounds. Yes. I think he's a cheater, but it's hard to As cheat. Always. So yeah, we've already heard this argument. It's not real. We have a wonderful interview with Daniel over at First Flight Disc Golf. Really great guy. And last but not least, top five office characters who would smash at disc golf. We're office fans. Our wives are office fans. Everyone should be office fans. Where my office heads at. If you've ever bought in a disc from me, I've probably included stickers from the office. They make so. the best stickers. There's just so many good one-liners. Yeah. Some of them are kind of rude to send out to random people, but I do it anyway. That's funny. My my favorite one is the Stanley one that's above my di- or above my computer that just all day stares at me and says, "You are a professional idiot." Yeah. Yeah, my favorite one to send with discs is the Stanley one, where it says, give me $200. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Or it's pretzel day. (laughs) Anyway, if you can't get enough of us on the podcast or on YouTube, well, head over to our YouTube, too. Head over to our link tree. You can find links to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our TikTok, 
and our Patreon. Shout out to our wonderful members, Sean and David. If you want to support us a different way, head on over to our merch store, teespring.com slash stores slash Ono Disc Golf. You can still buy my shirt with my name on it if you're interested, because I haven't funny. taken that down. It's pretty Also, funny. if you are in the, I don't know. If you I'm are in the market, if you are in the market oh, for a new there. disc. Head on over to starframediscs.com and use our code ONO oh for 5% off. Did you say the free shipping thing for the Teespring? Use code ONO oh for free shipping at our Teespring store. I did Thanks, now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, go go check out our merch. Check out uh, starframediscs.com. They're the best. Yeah, they uh, they still sell some sweet discs. You're distracting. You're distracting. I don't even do anything. I was really trying to be distracting during the ad read. I know. I was like, couldn't put my hand up to cover you. Also, you might just hear us talk about how this is on YouTube, but it's not really on YouTube. (laughs) That's a possibility. We may be working out some kinks before this is actually on YouTube. We're just trying stuff. That's all we've ever done. Just tried. Yeah, nobody's ever said we didn't try. Yep. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, today we are kicking it off with I am kicking Eric's ass in fire rounds. He really is. He cheats. He's a cheater. I guess I cheat somehow. He He's keeps saying that, so it's got to be true. He used to I I tried to play Monopoly with this guy. And he tried to claim he wasn't cheating. And then at the end he goes, "Yeah, I've been cheating the whole time." So, that's what I expect from him. I have not cheated once since we have played this game there's no real way to cheat in it but true story that's all right there's shady tactics and that's enough for me i haven't done anything even shady lately yeah that's true this round it was so uh, yeah like even last the last one too i i haven't since you said that i was picking your players and made that whole big deal about it i haven't done shit like that you're in a right. big deal. Oh, he's a cool. cheater. Oh, he maybe just like make he better from picks. his mistakes. Maybe just make better picks, Eric. I made some good picks. I know you have. I have too, but gotta be consistent. You just got such a lead from me from being shady in the beginning. Anyway, enough about that. He's winning thirty-nine to twenty-nine in our fire round. Masters Cup is going on as we speak. MPO just finished up. FPO still has a few holes to go. First off, here's my my third tangent of the podcast. Let's hear it. I want to give a huge shout out to Jomez, GK Pro, Gatekeeper Media, and Central Coast Disc Golf. All for getting coverage out extremely fast with the lack of live coverage. 
I also want to give a shout out to Disc Golf Network for making the tough decision of not broadcasting the Masters Cup. Post coverage has been awesome. Yep. So, and it's been it's kind of like to me it's like one of those catch twenty twos. If they decided to produce live coverage, people would complain that it's spotty. If they don't, people would complain that it's not there. I haven't seen anyone complain that it's not there, so that's that's good. But I think they made the right decision in not putting out subpar coverage. For sure, you don't you don't want like choppy shots and stuff, or like half of a hole. Yeah, because we just would have given up and waited for post produced anyway. So, right. All that being said, De La Viega is nuts. It's a crazy course. I can't imagine trying to shoot a twenty-four holes, three-round tournament on it. It would just be such a marathon. Yeah, I mean, luckily it's only 24 holes a day, but still so much up and down, up and down. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Taking home the top three MPO spots was Kevin Jones at number three, or as some people like to call it, third, at 30 (laughs) under. Coming in second was with 32 under was James Proctor. And then finishing it off in first is Adam the Hammer Hames. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. That's going to be embarrassing if it's not. I always say Hams. I don't know if that's right. Let us know. (laughs) Message us. Tell us who is right or if it's a different way. Is it Hams or Hamas? Oh, Hamas. Hamas? 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 So then... It was it was crazy. James Conrad hit an ace. That was fun. There was Sean Brockman watching Brookman. Brockman probably murdered First another, round. another last name. Round one on Jomez, amateur champion. Even after so round two, he was sitting pretty respectfully for um, battling amongst pros. He was in last, but not by a lot. Hey, good for him. It's a really hard course, so. Yeah. I just, I don't feel like... After watching it, I've heard some people, mainly the one I can think of is the Disc Golf Podcast. That was their home course. I don't know if I would have gotten into disc golf as much if I would have had that hard of a course to go to every time. You would have, like, quit way way early on. (laughs) Because I have, like, uh, Cass City is a pretty good, fun beginner course. And that's what I grew up on. So I don't know how I would have made it through watching all my discs roll down hills. Maybe you'd be really good. Maybe. Because it's worth a try. Yeah, could be. I thought it was a very fun watch. Very fun. So yeah, round three's not out yet as we speak. Looked like it was a pretty hot round for most people. I want to see the fridge on the fridge hole. That's all. You know what? The fridge. The fr- there's like a fridge hole. That's There's like a fridge mm. apparently sitting in the bottom and... I don't know if I just didn't pay enough attention to coverage, but I didn't see it on coverage, I didn't and I see want to see it. So, so yeah, FPO's not over. We'll post the scores or something. I don't know. We'll do something. It looks like Paige Pierce is going to win. Most likely, yes. So by the time you listen to this, congratulations, Paige Pierce. <laughs> if not, sorry. We're wrong. Yeah, sorry. I, I made my call. And that's my opinion. 
So do we just interview goes here? Yes, interview here. More transitions. I love it. (laughs) You're supposed to do it too. Tonight's special guest is Daniel Chambliss, a craft beer connoisseur drinking out of a absolute sweet glass. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to have you on. Uh, Why don't you just take a second and tell everybody about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, So like you said, my name is Daniel Chambliss. I'm here in Longmont, Colorado. And, you know, I'm the owner and founder of First Flight Disc Golf. Essentially what we're doing is is trying to build a brand and a platform to showcase amateurs and and, you know, really bring people up in the sport that aren't really being showcased. So many pros, you know, are, are being in the spotlight and, and being showcased. And I, I, the amateurs, in my opinion, are what really make the sport and are really, really helping it grow. So we're having a really, really fun time doing that. And as you can see, we're building custom merch and hats and clothes. And and that's just a big part of what we're doing. And, and Colorado and Boulder County is just a thriving spot for that right now. So we're super excited. Definitely. Yeah. I see what Kyle's doing over in, in his disc golf world and Saginaw is building up, but it's not anywhere near to what Colorado's doing. I've spent some time over there and played some disc golf. Actually. I've had a family friend over near Saginaw. I can't remember the courses I've played over there, but I've played a couple near there. It's a lot of fun. There are some good courses over there. Yeah. Lots of woods, but it's fun. (laughs) I love the woods. I'm from Oregon, man. I I love the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to forget about that every time. I'm just going to Colorado guy, Colorado guy, Colorado guy. (laughs) But I'm actually from Michigan too. I just moved, I just moved out here in August. So I know all the courses in Michigan pretty much. Nice. Beginning to, you know, branch out a little bit more from my West Creek that I've played like way too many, way too many rounds there. Yeah, I still haven't even been down there yet. I need to get down there and play around for sure. We should meet up at like yeah. Bird's Nest or something. Isn't that kind of in oh, the middle gosh. between us? Yeah, yeah. Wind Factory for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what originally kind of drew me to you was just the fact that right in your Instagram, focusing on amateurs. I know it's kind of off topic because we kind of skipped over it, but just going back to your original answer is... Right. Uh, that's really cool. Is it just like you were an amateur, so you wanted to? Yeah, you know, I, okay, so this is kind of my my theory. Like, I've got the tools to, you know, be a decent MA1 player, but I, I know that I'm never going to be pro. I'm never going to make it big, but I love this game so much, right? And if I can use maybe some of the skills that I've learned kind of through my working career to build a platform to, you know, expand that, I think that's kind of what I'm going for, like, yeah, I'm playing I'm playing in these MA1 tournaments, but I'm not winning. I'm not, you know, getting in the top five, but I'm doing it because of the passion and 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 to build this platform now. So now I have a whole different like just demeanor on my game and doing tournaments. It's more about the business now, still enjoying playing, but it's yeah, it's 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 just a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, we're all about the little guy. 
Definitely. Yeah. So I've, I've got a, a team that I'm sponsoring here locally. Um, so, I mean, if you've looked at the Instagram, you've seen kind of my amateur players that are doing really well right now. Um, I have one pro on the team just because, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, hate on all the pros and Nate Metzler. I'm not sure if you guys know him or not, but he's well known in the Colorado area, just a super, super stand-up guy. And, and I kind of have him leading our team and he's kind of like the face of our, you know, team captain, if you will. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been working out really well along with a few other amateur guys that are kind of tearing it up around here so it's yeah it's it's i think that's what i love the most is just having built a little team and seeing these guys do well and help support them any way that i can it's it's just been yeah it's been good that's awesome man absolutely yeah i think we follow at least your two two team members i don't know you said they have three yeah my one guy doesn't get on instagram very much that's usually where i kind of plug most of my stuff but yeah chris shodin and and nate metzler are you know they're on insta and they're both uh, doing pretty well in the, in the circuit around here. So it's, it's great having, having really good guys in your team that are playing well and, and, you know, representing the brand. So, right. But yeah. Um, so you just launched the store, right. Or on the online portion of it. Yeah. So it's been, do you have a, so, I'm sorry, do you have a physical store too? Or no. Okay. So I'm, I'm all out of my basement right gotcha. now. Um, my wife and I have an unfinished space in our basement that I've, she's kind of helped me turn into the basement uh, workshop. Um, and I stocked up everything and I was kind of ready to launch and I started going to these tournaments and selling all my stuff kind of quick. So <laughs> I ran out of, I ran out of all my hats and I'm down to like, you know, barely any shirts, but I've been sitting on this other stuff, like some Dismania discs and some stuff. And I really just like, I have to launch the shop. So put together some kind of not professional pictures, just in the light box, trying to get the shop going. And then I've got a, a huge order coming up, uh, like a hundred hats with a bunch of different styles and nice. different jerseys and non-polo stuff. And for me, I am such a gear guy. Like I love gear and I just always felt like there wasn't really very much disc golf gear out there. I feel like it's starting to build a little bit, especially since COVID and Moss disc golf, actually down, down South a little bit. He's a great example of someone that's just killing the gear game right now. He's been helping me out being really, you know, with advice and stuff. Chris Moss, he's a really awesome guy. I would actually reach out to him if you guys haven't uh, looked into Moss at all. Um, That's cool. Right. Eric, Eric, write down the name. (laughs) Got a pen. <laughs> I, I I love good quality merch and good quality gear. So you know you'll always see highly you know embroidered hats, never screen printed. Just that's kind of also my thing is I'm a gear guy. So I, I want to bring like there's already a lot of guys selling discs. You know disc stores in Colorado, and I'm going to do a little bit of that. But the biggest thing I want to do is build a brand, right? I want to build a brand that people are going to see want to wear on the disc golf course, want to wear off the disc golf course. And and that's kind of what the main goal is. Well, speaking of that, I love the logo. The, Thank you. Like the Thank two you. Fs, that's a basket. It's, it's pretty sick. Yeah. So I actually had a, a person in the disc golf community help me out with that. So yes, I'm starting a business, but I like to buy discs a lot online. So you'll see me on the disc mania website. It's on Facebook, usually buying stuff up and, Somebody that I buy from Peter Nashke, he's pretty well known in the Discmania scene. Oh, yeah. I just I like him. ran, I randomly asked him when I was buying a Metal Flake MD4 from him if he knew what knows anyone that does graphic design. So I'm trying to start a business. Well, it turns out his wife does and connect with her. 
Kelia Paulson. Um, she was so amazing, so patient with me. And she came up with this among other, a few other things. And we both just fell in love with it and kind of just rolled for, with it from there. So yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. Everyone loves it. So it's, it's been getting some good, some good traction. Have to keep out, keep a lookout for your name on the, on the disc mania pages. Those are my, <laughs> my main pages. I'm on. Oh, yeah. Man. That's, yeah, yeah. That's Eric's stopping grounds too. <laughs> the wife doesn't like me on there too much because I tend to spend a lot on Huck Lab and Metal Flake MD4s. That's kind of my mm. yeah. yeah those, those aren't easy to come by. No, and they go straight in the bag too. That's the problem. Oh. All my friends are like, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, I can't help it. I like to throw expensive discs. <laughs> I mean, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. Man. And and like one of my buddies says, like the discs are made to be thrown. I'm like, that's how I feel. So like they're made to be thrown. And so gorgeous, throw them. People want to see them, you know? Yep. Yeah, I have a very, very small collection that I don't throw in. They're probably not even like the most sought after discs. They're just like the ones I like, I don't need to put in my bag right now. Sure, sure. Same. I have a little wall going, but it's just like signed discs and one that Eric got me. Well, I think we've been sidetracked enough for a while. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, no, guys. You, that's literally... <laughs> we're going to have some editing. That's why we're here. No, it's that. that's the podcast. Regular conversation <laughs> records better than than uh, reading off a script. And you're a cool dude, so it's easy. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys are also. I think it's my turn, though. All right. So what is something about your industry that surprised you? I don't know if it's like, you know, selling discs is technically your industry or what, you know, as a as a brand, I guess. You know, yeah, no, I think that's a really good question. To be completely honest, I think I consider just disc golf as a whole into my industry, right? Like I, I, I'm kind of trying to be involved in it on so many different levels, whether it's selling plastic merch, maybe sponsoring some players. Gosh, I, I think I can't help but always go back to how fast this sport grows, right? It's, it's just really quite remarkable. And, you know, I started in 2013, I'm 5'5", 8'3", 8'. It took so many years to, you know, just the last couple of years to even get to where it's at. And now it's just leaps and bounds. Like every, you know, every time they update it, it's just, it's so crazy. And I don't, and I, I know it maybe sounds cliche to say, oh, grow the sport. Cause it's talked about so much, but like, it surprises me so much, just especially with COVID. I don't know what it was about it. That just drew so many players out of the woodwork into the PGA, especially. I feel like it doubled the population of disc golf literally crazy. in six months yeah it's crazy and it's so funny i never thought i go into some of these tournaments now and they're like oh my gosh you have such an og number yeah. i'm like i guess like it's not that og but like yeah it's you're over double what it might is so i guess it seems like it you know it's just it's it's just so crazy and it, it, it never yeah it always surprises me just just how awesome this sport is and ever growing it is solid yeah, I was surprised uh, yesterday we played a sanctioned round at Wix and a guy joined like a week before just so he would like had a PDGA number. I joined in December and it was 155 and he joined a week ago and it was at 180s already. So that's what, 25,000 people. And I only got mine like two months ago and it was, it's like 174 so at the first, so. And it was doing like when I signed up, it was doing like 20,000 every like five years. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty insane. It's awesome, but it's, it's just crazy. like exponential. Yeah. 
No, and that's why, you know, I'm focusing on that newer crowd, right? Like focusing the Instagram around the newer people posting and liking and because that's where the future is, right? Like, again, we can support these pros and these people that have been playing for so long all we want, but the future is is still super bright with disc golf, right? It's not super, super established, even though it's been around for so long. So true. In its infancy is what a lot of people say. Yeah, exactly. And it's maybe gone through like some waves of different progression of its of its life, you know, but um, right now it's at a very impressionable time. And I think that's why, you know, I've been tossing around different business ideas with disc golf and I was like, this is it. I think this is the time to do something like this and and get in on, you know, a pretty early floor in my opinion still. Yeah, you're right. It's getting in on the ground floor. Yeah. Now we just started this in February. Yeah, February. So that's what we were kind of yeah hoping hoping to do as well. And then also just kind of what we want to do with a lot of our interviews is give people who are just kind of starting out hopefully a, a a place to spread their ideas. So sure. Perfect. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we were starting out, we're like, anybody who's ever thrown a disc, come on. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, hopefully I think I'm a little bit more than that, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You seem like you're, you're deeper into us than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with you that this is like the industry overall is just disc golf. It's not, you know, brand or we're not just mm-hmm. a podcast, you know, yep. we're really trying to also grow the sport as well. Like same kind of concept. Sure. It's a lifestyle. I mean, really? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, I always say we're disc golfers first, businessmen yeah. second. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yep. Yeah. If it's like, I need to edit, but it, it's really beautiful out, I'll text Eric and be like, will you be mad if it's just like a little bit? He's like, no, go with disking. Nah, until you guys build your, you know, your following and they expect those shows two oh, days right. a week, then you've got to, then you got to be on it. But until then, you guys got a little leeway. We do have some regulars. It's it's getting better. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Shout out to our regulars. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Award winning listeners? Is that the, uh, the, the oh, term yeah, that they <laughs> Here's your award. <laughs> uh, so what are your main goals for first flight this year? Man, you know, I, I think for me, year one, the most important thing is just building a home base. I really want to get established in, in, not just Longmont Boulder County, but Colorado in general, even been branching up into Wyoming because Wyoming has a pretty awesome little scene, especially in like the Cheyenne area. Awesome guys up there. The Laramie Disc Golf Club's a lot of fun. I I think that if with anything, I think it's really important to build something kind of small first. So kind of what I'm trying to do is sponsor as many things and tournaments as I can do, be involved as much as I can with my club, Longs Peak Disc Golf Club here in, in Boulder County is one of the more highly, you know, recognized clubs in the country, just as far as how we run stuff. And again, sponsoring some local players and, you know, I think really, really building that and taking it to the next level just without going too much on marketing is is, is really focusing on the social media. As much as I hate being on social media, because I just, it's not the best for just my mental it has just been so beneficial gaining followers and people getting recognition towards the brand. And again, highlighting those people that are just starting out tagging disc golf and they have one like and like two followers, you know, like it's showcasing that a little bit is, is kind of my step to kind of grow. And then next year we kind of see where we're at and, and, and hopefully we're at the point where I'm looking to sponsor people in different States, you know, my merchandise is, you know, expanded. That's, you know, that's the goal, but I think, 
first and foremost, establishing a good home base. Again, we want to give back, right? So giving back to people around us in our local community in any way that we can is, is, is where we want to get established and get a good foothold before we kind of move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Always got to take care of your local guys first. Yep. No, that's exactly always speak, it. speak well for you. Yep. No, we've got a good crew. I'll tell you what, like Colorado brings, uh, brings some players, man. The amateur divisions here are packed full of really, really good players. It's been very humbling. That's for sure. I've just been playing MA too. And yeah, you're right. <laughs> so what are, do you think are going to be some of your biggest roadblocks in accomplishing those goals? You know, I think that disc golf is still such a spread out sport. Um, I'm only going to be able to do so much locally, right? So I'm going to have to figure out a way to expand largely soon, right? Or in some way, because what, yeah, your local people are only going to buy your t-shirts and your hats for, you know, so long they're going to be stocked and then what are you going to do, right? So True. not getting stuck in a rut, I think is, is is a big roadblock, right? Like you need to always be looking looking forward to that next situation. So I think that's going to be it. And also I'm not the only one doing this these days, you know, like thankfully it's not a saturated market, but like people are popping up every day with new brands, new ideas, new stuff. So it's like, how can you stay innovative? You know, how can you stay ahead of the curve? But also with me, I'm like trying to be collaborative with stuff. Like I'm, you know, it's, again, I kind of take it back to beer. Like breweries are collaborating with each other, not necessarily trying to compete with each other. Right. So like, how can we make this a community where we're all winning and we're, you know, that's, so that's kind of what I've been doing with some of the local guys here that, Hey, I'm not trying to step on your toes. Like, how can we do this together where maybe I add a little bit of my dimension and you already got this going on. How can we make this a collective and, and really all, you know, partake and we all just want to win, you know? <laughs> so I think that's the roadblock in figuring out how can you get over that, that next hump? Cause like, yeah, you can launch a brand and you can do these things, but what are you going to do after that? You know, and, and how are you going to, and that's, I think that's the biggest roadblock for any business or brand in general. Maintaining the momentum. Exactly. And not getting too comfortable for sure. Yeah. Can't get complacent. Nope. You sound like a, how you have a good plan to make sure you get over those. So yeah, you do. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see you yeah. <laughs> so I, I do, I'm a business banker as my profession. So I've, I've oh, ran okay. a, <laughs> <laughs> so you are first business actual business, for, but this golf for a second. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically. Yeah. <laughs> business banker so you bank for businesses sorry no so nah yeah i'm like a personal banker for like specifically for businesses interesting okay yeah yep what does disc golf mean to you oh man i i think kind of like what we've been talking about it kind of encompasses so many different things for me right it's not just kind of one thing I feel like between the competition the camaraderie i mean exercise i mean it, it all adds so many different things to my life, I guess. Right. I mean, I, I feel like I've made, well, I can easily say I've made my best friends on the disc golf course to this day. So it's like, that means something. Right. And, Absolutely. and then just the exercise and just being to get outside and enjoy nature. I think that's just, and coming to Colorado, I mean, don't get me wrong. Oregon is beautiful, has the most amazing courses, but there's just something about being in Colorado and Colorado disc golf. That's just stunning and just really makes you appreciate everything and then there's a competition to it right that like i'm a competitive guy i'm not winning these tournaments against these guys not now and probably not ever but it's it just gets those juices going right and so disc golf is just it really is 
covers the gamut of so many just different feels and emotions and just great things that just brings, I think, people together. Just, I think, it's one thing that's always gravitated me towards it. That's, I guess, what this golf is to me. Love that answer. Dude, I'm with you with all of those things. I think <laughs> yeah, Eric is too. I don't, I don't think it could have been said better. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. I have no follow-up. <laughs> yeah, I knocked that one out of the park. We're going to call that an ace that was, of an answer, man. Awesome. Yeah, like if we were to grade that, that's an A+. Plus. Oh my Thank gosh. you. So that's the best thing. Now, what is your worst, your biggest oh-no moment that's disc golf related? Gosh, I mean, I've been playing for a long time, right? I mean, I had a little gap where I didn't play, but I don't know if it's considered necessarily an oh-no moment, but... So I got my PDGA membership in 2013. I haven't played a PDGA tournament since 2014. And I get into Colorado. I get into my first PDGA tournament that I've played in years at the new Budweiser course in Fort Collins that Avery Jenkins designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful course. And I take dead I was just up there for the 303. It was Yes, awesome. yes. And I take dead last by like five strokes. Like it's it's just, it's an embarrassment. And it's a hard course. <laughs> it's a hard course. And I realized like I'm, getting close to the masters and like these kids are no joke. How old are you? I'm 35 this year. So I'm, I'm counting down the days okay. to the masters. Okay. I'm not getting close. I'm sorry. I got some, I got some time, but some years. <laughs> man, I do have some years, but it's, I, it was a humbling and an, Oh no, like shit. Like you're, I, you're probably an MA2 player, but like, you're not going to get better playing MA2. Like you should jump to MA1, jump to MA1. That's the only way you're going to get better. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> I, I know. I, I believe you. I'm, no, I'm no, you, you just started though. So I, I can no, try. It. You just started. I skipped. Yeah, I skipped MA three. I thought that, that's what. I was no, doing. that's no, that's awesome. No, that's. I think that's a that's a great great plan. And no, that was like a big oh no. Like okay, like these kids are out here to play, and it's like damn, it's no joke. And they're good. They're good, man. Yeah, and they shred that bug course for sure. So that was the first course that you had played in Colorado then, or? No, no, no. So we moved here in January. Okay, so we lived in, I lived in Oregon my whole entire life. And then my wife's job took us out to New York City. And so we lived in New York City for like five years. And I played maybe like six rounds of golf in like five years. Gotcha. Yeah. So we got out of there, moved to Colorado right before COVID hit. So it was like perfect perfect timing and then i got furloughed so i pretty much just played disc golf for a year and so i traveled all over colorado so no it wasn't the first course but it was my first tournament that i played in gotcha. in, in years and it was very very humbling yeah that's a tough tough uh course to play like your first tournament in your set blind yeah and blind blind too oh yeah <laughs> some of the holes on that are just blind so you have to go run up the hill to go see where the basket is yep. like that's that's a little bit yep. yeah it was rough it was rough but beautiful beautiful property avery jenkins did a a great great job with that and yeah dismania just puts out great courses for sure true story sorry my internet's acting up so if it seems like i'm being silent it's You're just because you have to wait super for like laggy so i don't sure want it to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i feel you yes Oh, we're to the desert island. So <laughs> let's imagine for a second, you're on a desert island. Ooh, okay. Let's pick three things that you can have. Oh, man. 
Must yeah, have. Must pick three okay. Things. Yeah, they're like must. You can't live without these things. Well, let's not get like too serious on that. I'm not gonna go practical either. I want to go. No, like, definitely not. Completely, completely gluttonous. Like, okay. Um, and you said items, so I can leave my wife out of it, right? She doesn't have to be on right. the. Okay, perfect, yep. perfect. We'll save her. <laughs> um, I'm gonna cheat and say my disc golf bag. So I don't have to have just one disc. I can have my whole entire bag. Is that fair? Is that kind of cheating a little it's bit? We're gonna, we're gonna roll. We'll we're gonna roll with it. Let's see here. What else? Gosh, assuming that food's no issue, right? Like food, I can find yeah, food all that good stuff. Man, I'm gonna have. You can hunt it. I'm gonna have to go an endless Bluetooth speaker because we have to have the jams while we're playing. Have to have the good vibes. And go. then somehow an unlimited beer fridge that stays cold all the time. Is that asking too much or is that uh <laughs> No, it's that's so So if we're playing like <laughs> That's perfect. We're playing like the monkey's paw game, the endless beer fridge would only give you like strokes. Mm. Just strokes. If it's cold, I would take it. I mean, I'm on a desert <laughs> island. I, only, I mean shit. Shit, I would take it warm. Fuck, I don't even care. It's all good. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a fridge even. No, maybe just buried in some cold sand. Beer all over right. a disc golf basket? Bury it down. Uh, yeah, obviously they'd be all homemade baskets out oh, of okay. like wood wood and such, right? That I mean, I'm sense. not trying to be that greedy. We'll actually make our own course. Right, it's hard to make a disc. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. That's why, and I, I, I contemplated for a second maybe just a putter, but I was like, what if I lose that thing? Then I'm in trouble. Right. I'm going to try to bring my whole bag if I can. I love the ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't survive on that desert, right. we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have a great time. And yeah, beers are beers, calories, <laughs> yep. right? So, like, we're good there. Counts. Yep, absolutely. I'll take it. Oh, shit. Are you uh, doing any tournaments this uh, coming up here? Yeah, so I'm heading to uh, heading down to uh, Peak One this weekend. Got an NADGT uh, on Saturday. So that'll be fun. I've never played that course at Peak One down on Lake Dillon, uh, like near Bailey, kind of, or not Bailey, but uh, Breckenridge a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So going down there. How long does um, it take you to get there? From uh, two area? hours. Oh, okay. Two okay. hours. And I'm just going to camp for the weekend. Oh, so I'm going to go go early on Friday. I've never played there. So mostly, you know, trying to get warm up. And then one of our uh, club Club board members here, Mike Stores. He's pretty well known in the Dismania scene and stuff. He runs a really big tournament out out at that same course uh, later in the summer. So I'm mostly trying to get practice for that, the, for that one. Is that the fly green guy? Or uh, no, no, Mike. Um, Mike's here in Longmont. Okay. Um, he his it's Funhouse Disc Golf is what he is like. Disc golf scene situation is for the tournament. But um, I'm actually what's hilarious is that. It goes on sale at 8 p.m. in about 18 minutes. Um, and so you know that's going to sell out in about three minutes. Right. <laughs> what, what tournament is it? Sorry, I might get my it's, phone no, out. No, no, you're telling No, it's the uh, Peak One Championships sponsored by Dismania. And Mike's a great guy. He's been in the scene for a long time. He was on the Mile High um, Disc Golf Club board for a while and now is <clears throat> helping run stuff here in Longmont with the Long Speed Club. And uh, he puts on a solid event. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it for sure. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Only thing I have going is a flex. Nice. Thing. Dragon or what? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yep. And then uh another round is doing 
weekly, like every Friday now, they're doing Bird's Nest, and then I think they're going to do Bailey after that. I might be wrong. Yeah, so I know that um, Nate has been in talks with Dragon Disc Golf. Nate Metzler's been in talk with Dragon Disc Golf Club in another round, and sounds like we're going to help do some clinics and stuff um, with them, so we're super excited. I actually reached out to him. We've been in, actually in talks for a few months while he's opening the shop and, and looking for ways to potentially collaborate, so... Nice. Obviously, me being a craft beer guy, I'm not sure. If, I just actually found out that it's it's a tap room and a yeah, and a literally disc shop. built for you. I am so excited. So obviously, yeah, I've reached out to him and just told him that any way that first flight can be involved, please just let us know. Like, yeah, we're we're super excited. That's what it's all about, man. It's if we can make it a camaraderie and a family, like it literally will build to that, Absolutely. you know. And and it's that's what it's all about. And the guys from another round, Tracy and Jason, are really nice guys too. So. Yeah, that really no, helps for sure. everything along. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and Jason reached out to me right when I was first starting the brand. And when I first made my first post, he messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, I'm opening my shop in like four months. I would love to collaborate, work together. Like, so it's just being, even me being so new, like you guys reaching out to me and like right. these guys reaching out. It's like, if people see something that maybe has potential or, you know, can maybe go, like people are willing to put their time and their effort into seeing that grow. And that's what I love about it for sure. It's a great community. Like, yeah, haven't run into really anybody I haven't liked in the disc golf community really too much. No, man, Colorado has been great. I've been all around the country and I've been to a lot of different clubs. And I will say Colorado has been one of the best, you know, disc golf atmospheres that I've been in. And that's no offense to anywhere else. I've been, I've played in New York, I've played in Oregon. There's so many great clubs, but there's just something about Colorado that's just felt so comforting and, and, and home-like for me, for sure. I feel that too. Just moved here. I already feel at home. <laughs> Touching back on the tap room. Yeah. First flight, flight of beers. Oh, man. And... Don't, don't even get me started. My wife will kill you for giving me ideas. I So, like, I already have, like, grand plans of, like, 10-year plan of what first flight will be. And it's obviously, I'm not going to, you know, put all my ideas out here right. on the podcast. But, yeah, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I want my, like, a lot of my buddies brew beer. Like, yeah, I'd love to do, like, like what Nate's has done down in, in bend um you know i take a lot of my passion and, and ideas from him a little bit because him and val and and avery i actually you know used to talk to and, and see around the portland disc golf scene and really kind of got inspiration from them and yeah i would beer and disc golf is always going to be a big thing for me and 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 i think it just goes hand in hand and, and could do so many so many fun things with it for sure true story you think you're going to be able to get your merch into um the shop at a yeah you know so i'm just just wondering personally no no for sure um it i'm kind of holding off right now because like i said i'm a little short on inventory i'm waiting for my next kind of wave of stuff to come in but you know i would love to take way less of a profit on stuff and again i'm not making much of anything on my stuff it's it's mostly about building the brand but i would love to have my stuff in another round i'd love to have my stuff in some of these local you know spots and 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 getting the brand out so yeah that's you know like you said i don't have a store i'm in my basement so yeah i'd love to partner with these people that already have something going where hey no i'm not trying to sell discs i'm trying to sell some brand that maybe your customers will buy in addition to right so yeah, no, that's definitely the plan, and I'm kind of letting him get his stuff going before I yeah. They're pretty busy. <laughs> they're so busy. We tried. We they're the ones who uh, weren't able to come out on Sunday. 
That's fair. I, no, that's fair. I'm like, I'm like, no big deal. I get it. You guys are like installing no. the bar today. So yeah, no, they're so busy. Like, yeah. It, but, you. but still like he took out of his time to message me on Facebook yesterday, just to like chat a little bit. Cause I was like, Hey, anything that I can do, you know, like, cause like I told him I'm a beer guy. Like I sold beer in New York city. I've worked for breweries in New York city. So I was like, if there's anything that I could do to help out there, like I'm all about it. Like any, any way that I can help disc golf beer, just someone to talk to, yeah, like just anything. like hanging really... out with disc golf yeah. being the main subject, whatever. Yeah. And I've, and I've never even met this guy in real life, but just talking via messaging, it's like, already feels just so cool, you know? Right. From my personal knowledge, were you always a disc mania guy or did you become more of a disc mania guy? No, no. Colorado? Oh, that's a great question. No. So when I first started, I kind of had this thing where I didn't want to throw Innova. Like everyone threw Innova and like I didn't want to do it. I didn't want any part of it. So I started throwing, you know, Vibram with my buddy. And I mean, it's, I think it's technically pronounced Vibram. It's people, it's right. Vibram, but it's, it's no, technically it's pronounced Vibram. You're right. And so I threw a lot of that and I threw a lot of Prodigy and I threw Discraft Buzz was was my favorite disc in the bag until i found the metal flake md4 from Dismania. but i did everything to not throw Innova. i was like no i don't want that end of a disc um so no i threw a lot of prodigy for a while um actually putted with the pa2 for many 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 years until i actually just switched the link living in colorado um and then i threw legacy discs for many many years uh they make i still they still have a lot of slots in my bag they make some of the best plastic out there the rico brothers i'm not sure if you guys know down in southern california um and then when i moved to colorado i was like oh man i'm in colorado i'm like 45 minutes from the warehouse like and i'm a plastic addict so i was like oh let's get into media. (laughs) yeah and guess what man i started seeing eagle at the course you know, like Eagle is on these courses. I see him, you know, I started seeing Colton Montgomery on the course. I see Tristan Tanner on the course. Like I see these guys and they're just the nicest. And so I started, you know, obviously I know Tristan doesn't throw for Dismania, but still it's just seeing these local pros out and, you know, that tour. And um, so I started picking up the Dismania and now I've spent way too much. My wife is very mad at me. Um <laughs> And yeah, I've built a nice little collection of Dismania, and but no, I wasn't always Dismania. I've been kind of all over the map, and but now I throw Innova, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah. technically. And if you throw Evolutions, like yeah, hey, man, I love Evo stuff for sure. I mean, I throw a Link, Link's my putter, so gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so many pros throw Links. It's crazy, dude. They're, it's a great disc, man. I will tell you what, I like it a lot. I just don't like beads. You know what? I, I think, like I said, I threw a PA2 for many years and I didn't think I liked the bead. And then it's just such a great throwing putter for me. And then it started, I started putting with it and then I got a couple aces with it and now mm-hmm. it's, it's in the bag. So yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I think uh, the, they did the extra soft um, in the mystery box and that could have almost switched me, but I didn't know they were going to make it more as a stock run. So I was like, I don't want to get addicted because they're like 30 bot dollars to just yep. buy one of them. Yep. So Yep. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I put with the hards. I I'm not sure why, but I, I like the hards. Yeah. It's all about tastes. Yep. And feel. Personal taste. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay, so we asked AJ Rizzo this question, and now I'm curious about other people's answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you had to describe the color purple to a blind guy, how would you do it? 
Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, so I do love the color purple very much. Um, right. So I'm blind. Yeah. You what, know, what's purple? Like, <laughs> Prince. Okay. Prince. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Oh, that's hey, good. okay. That's good. I, I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're blind, like, how do you even know what anything is, right? That's, that's, that's kind of my question. That's the question. So, like, <laughs> describing. So it's like, all right. Maybe if you've listened to Prince's music, you can get like some purple out of the purple rain, maybe or something. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. And in Minnesota. So and Minnesota. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Thanks for bringing that one back, Eric. He's frozen for me right now, but Yeah, I see that. But thank I see you. That. But thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I love the internet. I love technology. Yeah, it's, it's, so, great. it's so great when it works perfectly just all the time, right? Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh. Yeah, it took me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was catching blurps here and there. I put together something, but I have no idea if that's what you guys actually said. <laughs> oh, man. As long as they record I'll be it, excited I guess that's all that matters. I have, yeah. I have it on my end. Yeah. We're good. I'll be excited. All right, cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> where can uh, the audience find you? Um, yeah, so First Flight Disc Golf on Instagram and Facebook um firstflightdg.com for the site like i said we just kind of launched not not the greatest quality of pictures and stuff but we've we've got some really really awesome stuff on the way i'm going to take some good quality professional pictures when everything comes in so yeah just please give us a like and a follow on on instagram we'll most likely give you a like and a follow back because again we're all about supporting and, and you know following everybody so yeah that's where you can find us sweet and again thanks again for coming on yeah, thank you so much, guys. I had a blast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, congratulations on launching the store. Thank um, you. Looking forward to your new shipment. I'm probably going to get some hats. Oh yeah, I'm a big hat guy, man. So that's thank why you. I've been, I've been dragging my feet on launching the shop because I've had zero hats. But my wife's like, you just got to do it. And I was like, fine, I'll do it half ass. Like, I don't want to do it half ass, but I've got like 120 hats coming, um, like five or six different styles. And so yeah, I that's what I'm most excited about for sure. <laughs> That way, at least the site's launched for you to be able to put the product up as soon as you get it. No, exa- and that's the big thing, too. Exactly, exactly. We could have let you go, but we thought we'd just uh, do another nice little like send-off and just thank you for coming on again. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good night, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. Nice meeting you. You as well. Three, two, one. Top, Top five. five. I thought about just not saying it and letting you do it by yourself. I would have stopped and then been like, what the fuck, Eric? He would have. It's no, true. mine was so loud. I, I'm sorry, everyone. It's going to make your ears bleed. They're used to it, I'm sure. Yeah, it's usually, like I think, the loudest part of the episode. Kyle's, Kyle's got a mouth on him. Yeah, I should just you know move back just, just a little bit, maybe. For this top five, we're picking our top five office characters who would smash at disc golf. We're both big office fans. Our wives and fiancés are office fans, so maybe this is finally reasons for them to listen to it. I just found a card game at a Salvation Army that was an office game, so very excited to play that once I find five friends. Good luck. Next, next we can do Kyle's top five friends who would smash at disc golf. 
At least Kyle has friends. I don't have like any. 50 years later, because I still <laughs> don't have friends. Anyway, I'm just going to kick it off. I think Angela would is my number five. I think she would smash at disc golf because she has that like really small frame that Paige Pierce has. She's small. And she's also very fierce, like Paige Pierce's putter. And she scares me that if I didn't pick her, she would come find me. So and yell at me for not putting her in my top five. I respect the pick. Yep. What's your number five? My number five. Phyllis Vans. Didn't she get married? That's her name after she gets married. She doesn't change her name. The yeah, Bob it's Bob Vans. Oh. Vans. Vans of Federation. Yeah. No, that's right. What are you doing, Eric? He just says it like Vance. You say it like Vans, like the shoes. Is it Vance? Yeah, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. So I was like confused. Maybe I said it wrong. Listeners, did I say it wrong? Are you an Office fan? (laughs) So why would Phyllis be a good disc golfer? Because there is no one mold that is a disc golfer. Anyone can play disc golf. And I think she could, you know, figure out some play different lines that would, uh, she'd figure it out. She'd be be like the Sean Brookman. Yeah, thumbers and tomahawks and... She'd probably have a sick sidearm and maybe a little bit of a backhand, but who needs it? And she's really excited about playing basketball in the one episode, so. Yeah, she said that she played in college, so, I mean, she is obviously athletically gifted. Probably any anyone can play better than me, so. Mic drop. Not really, because. That'd be horrible audio. <laughs> for ni- my number four, I picked David Wallace. For that time he got laid off, or the company, like all the all the big men in the company got fired. And his kid plays the drums? Yeah. I think he would uh had to find some sort of a hobby, and I think he would have found disc golf in that time, just like how everyone who got laid off during the lockdowns found disc golf. Oh. So I think he would have found some it. Parallel parallel yep. lines. And he's uh he's kinda tall. I think, I don't know, he might not be that tall. I always seen him as a tall person. So I think, I just think... I, I think, think he's as tall as Jim. Okay, cool. Yep, David Wallace. And he's, you know, a millionaire Count it. at some point. He's got a lot of money at some point. Right. So he's got all at the some money point. he needs to spend on discs. Because that's the most important part. Yeah, that's true. And like time, you know. What's your number four? My number four is Dwight Schrute. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. It doesn't have to do with anything. I just wanted to quote that. Fair. And why would Dwight be a good disc golfer? It's because of his beats, right? His beats give him the extra strength. It's the entire character of Dwight. He would figure it out, like, on a, you know, Shrutian level. And he's such an outdoors guy, you know. He could chop down the tree if it got in his way, really. Part of me so. feels like he'd almost think disc golf is beneath him. You don't get that vibe from Dwight? Mm, not if it was, like, his thing. He plays, like, the guitar and stuff, so obviously he has, like, hobbies. I feel like 
he'd be like, oh, that's an okay sport, and then invent, like, beat golf, where you play golf with a beat. I mean, I could see that, too. You're not wrong. Beat golf would be fun. Maybe he'll just, like, slice beats thinly and turn them into discs. (gasps) Ooh. Mm. Now we're getting to whole new levels of disc golf. And you know what? (laughs) Moe's would always be, like, up by the basket, like, move it up, like, closer to the basket for him as he's walking up. So he'd be he'd be like one of those people who's good in solo rounds, but try to go into a tournament and wouldn't know what he's doing. Fifty-eight over. Yeah, because Mo, Mo, oh well, Moses usually down there for me. <laughs> His practice rounds, he just throws it behind him. Moses just puts the ba- puts it in the basket. Yep. <laughs> you aced it again. How'd you do that? I don't think Mo speaks. Does he speak? He doesn't speak at the beginning. I don't know if it changes in the later episodes. You just broke my brain. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to move on. My number three is Gabe Lewis. Kind of creepy skeleton man. But because he's so tall and lanky, I feel like he'd, uh, once he could like get over the unathleticness of himself, I feel like he'd be able to figure out how to turn those big longs arms into slingshots. He has like a Casey White eagle kind of Yeah, he's body. tall, long-armed. Mm-hmm. Casey White in person. I don't know. He's really long arms. Oh, yeah. Like, I can see that. Really long arms. I'm always surprised when I see how tall actually Simon is, because I always thought he was like normal height, but Simon's not normal height at all. Yeah, no, they're all huge. They're big, 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 tall fellas. So, yeah, I feel like once Gabe Lewis got over his... uh unathleticism i don't know if that's a word just made it a word (laughs) eric here making words i think he would get get like once he figured it out i think his uh body structure would help him oh okay okay gotcha no that that makes sense i'm in i'm into it i'm into it that makes sense on to the next one well still my number three. three is a little bit more of a side character but the best side character. Yeah. I'm not supposed to see his list, so I don't know who it is. Yeah, he has no idea. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's a new dimension to it, right? Like, Okay, audio listeners, I just looked at the camera like, like Jim does. like <laughs> My version of it. It's a really dumb version of it. <laughs> it honestly looked like Dwight trying to copy Jim. <laughs> He does that. <laughs> that's that's very true. <laughs> so now go check out our YouTube, and I don't know what time it'll be at, but scroll Hopefully to there it'll and be posted watch at the same it. Time. Hopefully, let's hope. <laughs> All right, but go check out the YouTube page anyway. Subscribe, please. Hit like, comment, do the things. Who's your number three? <laughs> the suspense oh, is killing me. The suspense is killing Eric. My number three is. Hank. I'm going to try that again. Hank. (laughs) Or if you watch the new unseen opening, his name's Dorpheus, Morpheus's brother. If you're not that big of an Office fan, I'm sorry. I have watched the the, the extended one that was on Peacock or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, where they do the whole Matrix thing. Yeah. Yeah, Dorpheus. Anyway, why would Hank be good at disc golf? 
I think he's more of like that old school disc golfer. Probably played in like, you know, early 90s, into the 90s. And has some old school talents. Like a bunch of rollers and like scubers. Scubers, huh? Yeah. That's all. This whole game is rollers and scubers. I can see it. Hank's always one of those characters, too, that you don't expect a lot out of him, and then he blows you away with what he does. So, yeah, uh, you know, he throws, and you're thinking it's not even going to go like five feet, and then it's like parked. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Always pissed off too. That's always good. It's a good trait for disc golf. Just be pissed <laughs> off all the time. Even though I literally started with the episode with "Have fun." Don't listen to Kyle's advice. Anyway, <laughs> my number two is Creed Branton himself. Well, we think himself. He could have killed the original Creed Branton and just like taken over the identity of Creed Branton. But I think he would be good because I feel like out of all of the Office characters, he is probably the only one who might have actually played. Nope. One of the only two. <laughs> Except for one. One of the only two that played. One of the only two on our on our lists. Yes. One, probably was one of those old school hippies. Picked it up in the 70s with a bunch of his hippie friends and just had fun with it. And figured out he's good at one point. So Creed Branton, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Don't act, you don't have to clap. It's okay. I feel like he's crafty, you know? He's never going to be in a position where he wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. He's one of those guys who he might not hit the fairway all the time, but he'll get out of the rough. Call him the Scramble King. Yep. Watch out, Ricky. Coming for your title. Ooh. Creed Branton. My number two is Stanley. I disagree with this one. He wasn't athletic in the basketball episode, but it's not my pick. So, Kyle. Defend your pick. I put Stanley number two. I don't think he would be very good, but it would be entertaining to watch. But he'd be enjoyable on the course. Maybe not that. No, I thought he'd be funny on the course. He would be funny. Don't get me wrong. He'd be funny. But enjoyable might not be the word to describe his particular sense of humor. And then... You know, I think he'd be like a game guy. He'd be like, you know, prove it every shot you make and like calling foot faults all the time and like so just messing with you. Make you better. Probably, yeah. Whereas he probably wouldn't be, you know, I know this is like, you know, top five office characters who would smash, but he would smash the caddy and like, you know. The pretzels. The pretzels. Yeah, he'd smash the pretzels. In other words... That's, that's my number two. He would be fun to have on the disc golf He would be fun to have on the disc golf course. You're right. Before we get into our number ones, we want to throw out a few honorable mentions. First, we want to start off with Nard Dog, Andy Bernard, because he's the only person, I think, on the whole series that mentioned about throwing a Frisbee. They call it frothling. Yep, which I'm all about. Yep, Eric loves it. I hate it. What do you guys think? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Comments. Frothling? Us. I think it's gross. I think it's funny. <laughs> at, at best. 
And it's I think fun it's funny to bring that people up. get really mad about it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. The other one was Jim. I feel like he's one of the more athletic people on the series. Yeah, I feel like that one doesn't need a ton of explanation. He's lanky. So, you know. Yeah. And Kyle put this one, so I'm going to let him explain it. Meredith. She would just go around and, like, pick up all the cans on the course. To return. So yeah. So she can get drink. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Put gas in her minivan. Yeah, that too. And she's had rabies, so she's not afraid of some wildlife on the course. So. That's Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, those are honorable mentions. Jim, honestly, probably should have made it into a top five, but he didn't. Nard Dog, um, I feel like Could've. if... If Andy Bernard actually played disc golf or froth, he'd probably be that people that like people bring with him to let him be a part, but he probably wouldn't be that good. He would definitely be that guy who yells every time he hits a tree. Oh yeah. He'd get so mad yeah. when, as soon as he start his round started to go bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Probably not that, but he might be the only one who has some knowledge about what disc golf is. Or, like, he would have, like, you know, a cart and, like, a hundred discs and then just, like, chuck it into the first tree. He'd be that guy who throws, like, five discs on each hole. Be like, oh, no, the next one's it. The next one's it. The next one's oh, yeah. it. And then go from the best one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I threw this one first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Everyone would just be so tired of him, they wouldn't argue with him. Anyway... Enough about the honorable mentions. That's why they didn't make the top five, so we didn't spend a whole tangent on them. I picked for my number one, Michael Scott. Not because he'd probably be good at disc golf, but because he would call everyone else out on rules and foot faults and taking too long, and he would do everything to ruin the other person's competition to... He would only have any no choice but to rise to the top. And he's not he's he's physical enough. At he least can, on his card. At least on yeah, his card. Yeah. He would he, be on top. He would do everything he can to crawl his way to the top of the card. He'd be like on last card and just be so proud that he got fourth from last. Card. Yeah. Right. He, even though he's, you know, at like seventieth place, he'd be like, Oh no, I beat those three people, not knowing really what happened. She gets so focused on those little things. And, uh, to be fair, I don't think he'd be that bad at it either. He's got to be a, as a little bit. Yeah, he can. Uh, he's good at hockey. Oh, yeah, he can skate. He's got balance. He's he's athletic enough. He could figure it out. So, yeah, Michael Scott. I hate him. I feel like, I feel like hate there's to a love lot him. of the same motion with the Love to hate him. Hockey, right? Yeah, so do you think Michael Scott would be okay? You think Michael Scott would be a forehand? Michael player? Scott, little, forehand specialist, little flicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't think any of these people would be jumping on the pro tour anytime soon. Don't get us wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Watch out, because my, num- Phyllis my number Mance one coming is coming up. <laughs> my number one, Kevin Malone. <laughs> Kevin Malone. I fully support this choice. I can go with like a lot of reasons. I'll try and keep it short. One, chili. Perfect. <laughs> perfect pre-round food. I was literally thinking like chili. He eats well. <laughs> Number two, disc golf is a game where you need 
clear your mind. And Kevin is the best at that. His mind is always clear. Always clear. My last reason is that he was very good at basketball during that episode and obviously <laughs> showed some, showed some, show, you know, swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. He knows how to Easily. repeat in action. Yeah, I mean, that's just muscle memory. Obviously, he's athletic. Even if he can't drive far, he can probably putt like a mother effer. Mother effer. You heard me. Motherfucker. I was afraid my daughters were going to hear. That makes sense. I'll say it for you then. I support Kevin, one. Yeah, Kevin's the best. He's always in a fairly decent mood. And it probably has, just like Kyle said, you got to have a clear mind. I bet you he has a sweet mental game. And, you know, he can't really do math. So if he's adding up his own scores, might end up a lot lower than than he really Could shot. Do really well. <laughs> yeah, if they trust him to, like, put in the scores. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Somehow he made it on top. And if not, he's bringing you a sweet bowl of chili. Remember for the auction, he's like, I'll do your taxes. No one, no one wants him to do that. He's an accountant. No, they just have to, uh, they would have to, if they wanted anyone to do it, or if they wanted him to do it, they'd have to make instead of strokes, it would be pies. Oh, Because he yeah. knows math with count. pies. He knows, yeah, he knows math with pies, right? Yep. Just like Michael Scott knows math when it's dollars. Does he? Only when he's getting a bonus. Ah, oh yes, yes. That made more sense after the bonus part. I've been watching just so much lately. Sorry for all these, like, you know, terrible little references. If you don't watch it enough, then that's okay. If you don't watch it at all, you should check it out. Give it a chance. The first season's a little hard to make it through. Starts to really get good in the second season. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. First season's still good once you go back, but the first season, the first time through, is rough. If you don't know the characters... That's not the characters. <laughs> yeah. So that was our top five of the top five office characters who would smash at disc golf. And some honorable mentions. And some honorable mentions. So, yeah. I don't know how and we transition. <laughs> episode 19. That's how we transition. So smooth. So we gave like you... Like butter. Okay, <laughs> So we gave you a little recap of the Masters Cup. The FPO still isn't done as as I'm recording this part. Um, we let you hit a, get in on the fire rounds and see how Kyle's winning, unfortunately. We had a fantastic interview with Daniel over at First Flight Disc Golf. And we gave you our top five office characters who would smash at Disc Golf. If you guys are office fans and you have your own top five list, send them in to us. Let us hear what you have to say about it. Top five! If you can't get enough of us on the podcast, go check us out on all of our social media websites. Not our social media websites. The social media websites that we are on. Meaning YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon. Nailed it. Nailed it. And what about the other things? Was there anything else? Oh, yeah. 
check us out over at our Teespring store. We have a lot of awesome merch that we worked very hard on. You can get a shirt with Eric's name on it. Dude, they don't even want to listen to me run an episode again. Why would they want a shirt with my name on it? <laughs> True story. Use the code ONO to get free shipping over there. And then head on over to StarframeDiscs.com. If you need discs or any disc golf apparel, use the code ONO to get 5% off. That's 5% off over at StarframeDiscs.com. StarframeDiscs.com and use the code ONO. Just oh, a little no. secret. The more you buy, the more percentage off you get. That's big brain. Big brain stuff from Eric. Coming from a math whiz. And that's episode 19, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you made it to this part of the episode, thank you for listening. You're the best. You're Kyle's favorite. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe, please. If you're not, message us anything. True. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, please. That is huge for us. We really do appreciate it. And it's free for you to do. And now I'm going to shut up because Kyle likes the last word. Also, <laughs> follow us on Spotify. Didn't realize that's a thing you can do, but we, you can follow us on Spotify. Everyone knows that, except for Kyle. Oh, it looks like I flipped off the viewers, but I was flipping off Eric. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out this whole video thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I almost made it the whole way without doing something incredibly offensive. Almost made it. Uh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. If, if this somehow makes it into the episode, have a good night, Kyle. You too, Eric. Have a good night, friend. Bye.